Hello and welcome to the Omniverse Podcast. This week on the podcast, I have for you a bit of short, dark fiction. If you are like me and you grew up on EC Comics and things like Tales from the Crypt and, and uh, uh, you know, the Twilight Zone and that sort of dark, creepy stuff, I think you're in for a treat. I wrote a, a series of these stories that take place in a fictional town called Lumiere. And these three stories that you'll get to hear over the next few weeks are all in this old bookshop called The Grim Reader. So this is one of the tales from The Grim Reader. It's read this week by Jake Bible. And before we get into that, I just want to tell you, uh, make sure that you check out uh, 52 Weeks of Indie. That's 52.scottroche.com. I also dropped a new story on Amazon. Uh, if you're listening to this in a non-time-shifted way, uh, you can go out there and get Ma Coleman's Fairy Giant. Uh, and that'll, that, of course, will be dropped in the podcast down the road. I also want to encourage you to check out uh, some stuff on Kickstarter that I'm backing, and I'll put links to all this in the show notes. And, of course, stick around to the end to hear the promo for the Dune Steve podcast. Uh, which is a podcast I ha- I actually haven't been listening to and I intend on rectifying in the very near future. So with all that said, let's get on to this week's fiction. I'll let Jake introduce himself, but I just want to say when I thought of this story, I thought of Jake. Uh, who better to read some really short, really dark fiction than the master of the Drabble horror story? So uh, here we go with this week's story. This is Jake Bible author of the novels Dead Mech and the Americans, and Stark, an illustrated novella. Go to jakebible.com for information on those works and more writing. Thank you. Witchy Woman by Scott Roche Old Will stepped into the cool shade of the grim reader and kicked the door shut behind him. Good morning, children, he said to the various tomes that packed the shelves. He put the day's parcels on the battered roll-top desk that served as the bookstore's checkout counter and sat in an equally ancient wooden chair. Looking through the various packages he sat on the desk, he was glad to see that it looked like one of his children had come home again. He unwrapped the book anew instantly by the pebbly black leather cover and scent of ash that drifted from it which book it was. His mind went back to the night he last saw it. It had only been a few months." The door to his shop opened, and in walked three teenage girls. They were all dressed in black from head to toe, and their eyes and lips reflected that same darkness. The leader of the pack was older than the other two by a couple of years, and let you know it with a perfected look of disinterest. Her short, butch-cut blonde hair and skin the blue-white of skim milk were in stark contrast to her dress. She wore her sleeveless leather bomber jacket like a suit of armor over a lace top and leather microskirt. Her naked, shapely legs ended in high-heeled ankle boots. Her followers' hair had been dyed to match their thigh-length leather jackets, which served them as dresses. They were held closed by two buttons and revealed ripped fishnet stockings ending in the same boots that the blonde wore. They split their time between looking at her and at the floor. Old Will could smell the tainted innocence rolling off of them. Can I help you ladies find something? The blonde spoke up. 
Yeah, I'm looking for a book on magic. A book of incantations, rituals, that sort of thing. Yeah, but no phony shit. Something real. I recommend you find another store. The books of that type I have here are not for children. She scowled and said, We aren't children. We're full-blown Wiccans. I see. Well, of course, that's different. Old Will smiled. A smile that had more in common with a shark's than anything possessing a shred of humanity. He felt sure that the girl would have gone paler were that possible, but she held on to her resolve. Her two friends looked ready to vomit. I believe I have just the thing for you. He walked to the occult section and pulled down a book bound in black leather the texture of alligator skin. He handed it to her and saw her shiver as she touched it. She held it in one hand, closed her eyes, and ran her fingers over the cover. Her close-cropped hair began to stand up on end. Her face flushed and her breathing quickened. After a sharp intake of breath, she opened her eyes. She undid the silver clasp and opened it to the first page. She began to read from it in a resonant voice, and the lights in the shop began to dim. Old Will placed a restraining hand on her wrist, and the lights came back up. Her scowl at the interruption turned into a sly grin. Hell yeah, this is the real thing. How much? Well, a book like this is one of a kind, as most of my books are. I could let it part for five thousand. Five thousand dollars? Man, are you fucking insane? I don't have five thousand dollars. Old Will took the book from her and put it back on the shelf. Then I'm afraid we can't do business. As I said, this store contains books for adults. Wait, wait, can we make a deal? He steepled his fingers. I'm listening. I do have five hundred, and I can get you the rest. In the meantime, my girls here could uh, treat you to something special. She ran her tongue over her teeth, revealing an onyx bead in its center. I assure you that your offer may have held an interest for me in my younger days, but my taste ran to virgins, and I doubt your girls still fully qualify. In any event, the answer is still no. I advise you to leave. He gestured towards the door. Her hand went into her jacket and pulled out a blued steel revolver that she had to steady with her other hand. I'm the one doing the advising here, you old creep. I will have that book. He shrugged. Have it your way. Take the book. He took it back down from the shelf. Would you like it wrapped? She looked momentarily confused and then angry. Don't play games with us, old man. Just give the book to my girls and no calling the cops. Oh, I assure you that I won't. I also assure you that you are making a big mistake in taking that book. No loss, really. I imagine that I will see it again soon enough anyway. He turned to the brunettes and grinned at them, handing them the book. I don't imagine, however, that I will be seeing you ladies again. From behind him, he heard the blonde say, We will, and you won't be seeing anything again. Ever. The gun bucked in her hand as the shot banished silence from the store. Old Will scratched the base of his skull and felt the newly grown skin there. While he had taken the time to heal from the incident, he had been forced to close the shop for two weeks. He opened the cover to the book and inhaled the fragrance of fresh brimstone. Trapped in the crease of the binding, he found the perfectly cut newspaper clipping that he felt certain would be in there. A satisfied smirk creased his well-worn face. The paper was from a town a few hours away. The dismembered bodies of a young coven of witches had been found outside a nearby town. 
The report went on to say that some sort of large animal had attacked the bodies. The heads of four of the young women had been located. The others had to be identified from fingerprints. He had been wrong about one thing, it appeared. He did see them again. Their young, all-too-innocent faces looked up at him from pictures in the obituary column. He reached into his desk and pulled out a large scrapbook bound in dark red leather. After leafing through it and reminiscing for a little while, he opened it to the next blank page and glued the clipping in place. Hi, I'm Big Anklevich. And I'm Rish Outfield. And that's R080T. We're your hosts for the Doonstief Audio Fiction Magazine. On the Doonstief, we read science fiction, fantasy, and horror stories. What did he say? He says that you're a loser. If you've never listened to the Doonstief, you don't know what you're missing. Stupid, worthless robot. After the story, there's witty banter and discussion from the hosts. What did he say this time? He says that you're a loser. The best part about the discussion is that it's at the end, so it's easy just to skip it. Right, so come check out the Doonstief Audio Fiction Magazine. Find us at www.doonstief.com. That's D-U-N-E-S-T-E-E-F. What did he say? That I'm a loser? No, he said that if you check out the Doonstief, you'll be glad that you did. Huh. And he said that you're a loser. Friggin' robot!